0: Hello, listeners. I hope you've been enjoying the lost episodes of Talking Taiwan that we've been sharing every Thursday. These episodes were recorded 10 years ago, back in 2012 when Talking Taiwan was just being created. For the month of June, we'll be slowing things down by sharing lost episodes every other week. And in July, we'll be taking a break from the lost episodes. We've got a lot of great new content planned. And we just can't fit it all into our weekly publication schedule. Some of the guests in these lost episodes may already be familiar to our listeners, and some of them will be reintroduced with a follow-up interview for us to find out what they've been up to these days.
1: You're listening to Talking Taiwan with your host, Felicia Lin.
0: This last episode of Talking Taiwan features John Eastwood, co-managing partner at Iger Law. At the time of the interview, in October of 2012, Iger Law had won several awards. What does winning all of these awards mean? Does it mean more business?
1: <laughs> well, you know, getting several new awards is good for business. It's just one more metric of many by which uh, you know, somebody who's new to our firm word of mouth, of course, is the most important. Personal elements of hiring a lawyer, you know, entrusting a lawyer, it's always helped when people see that you've got, uh, you know, that you've shown up on the radar screen for the major rating agencies and organizations that do give out awards. So it it is good.
0: At the time of this interview, Arger Law had won Taiwan's Law Firm of the Year two years in a row, and they won over some larger firms.
1: What would happen is it's actually, you know, practice area specific. So we just got some awards for our employment and compliance practices. We just the other day got from uh, Acquisition International, they just awarded it for our investment and in employment practices. But our corporate and M&A practices are also getting awards. It's actually pretty cool. The one I'm most happy about is we were just named employer of choice for 2012. Iger built, beat out several larger firms. And what that one is, is that they talked to Taiwanese lawyers, And asked them where they would like to work and where they you know what what firms they would wish they were working at and it seems to be that taiwanese lawyers wish they were working with us
0: john had been in north carolina at the democratic national convention and he was the local leader of democrats abroad taiwan but he's taken on a different position
1: right right um well democrats abroad taiwan i was the chair for, for a few years But now the chair is Michelle Sensi. She's doing an incredible job of building the membership. But I was elected this year to the Democratic National Committee, uh, the DNC. And my term started at the closing of the Democratic Democratic National Convention over there in Charlotte. You know, the Democratic National Committee is a group of about 440 or so people who form the leadership uh, for the Democratic Party.
0: John Eastwood is the first resident from within Taiwan to be elected to be a member of the democratic national committee
1: getting onto the dnc it's pretty rare i think about 15 20 years ago or so we had someone from within taiwan tammy turner um, you know who uh, was a delegate to the convention but i'm yeah i guess i'm the i'm the first person to get onto the democratic national committee and it's a great chance to speak up for americans
0: john spent much of his time during the summer of 2012 trying to get American citizens living abroad registered to vote, and he talked about how that campaign went.
1: Oh, it's great. I mean, uh, the statistics coming out of Taiwan for voter registration are incredible. I mean, I also work on the international and regional level to do everything I can to help Americans vote, and we do that on a nonpartisan basis. I mean, for 10 years now, any American who's ever come to me for assistance on voting called me up with a question. Uh, you know, I don't ask them who they're going to vote for, because that's a very personal thing. But I've been helping Americans vote for 10 years.
0: John talked about what it was like to attend the Democratic National Convention. And who was there?
1: Well, it was incredible. We had morning briefings every day before the convention would start. You know, Congressman Honda, Congressman Holt, you know, we had to some really great visitors and speakers and and then getting down on the convention floor. I mean, you know, on the last night, just as I was getting down to the convention floor from up above, you know, since I didn't enter the DNC until at the close of the convention, they basically had to sneak me down there, but it was very cool. I arrived on the convention floor just as Foo Fighters hit the stage, but being down there in the crowd as Joe Biden gave his speech, you know, watching Clinton, I mean, Clinton gave what many people consider to be the speech of his lifetime
0: John is referring to former U.S. President Bill Clinton.
1: That was just amazing. And Biden, who, you know, some people, he was just dead on. It was just great. I mean, there were a couple of speakers that I think it's fair to say they really brought their A game because Governor Strickland from Ohio, you know, John Kerry from out of Massachusetts, they're not famous public speakers, but there were a lot of people in the crowd who said afterwards, you know, oh. If Strickland would have spoken with that kind of fire in his belly a few years ago, I mean, he would have definitely uh, pulled off some sort of higher office. And the uh, same with you know, John Kerry. They said, oh, my goodness, you know, if he would spoken in 2004 the way he spoke just here in 2012, he'd be in the White House. Everyone brought their A game.
0: During World War II, American soldiers were held as prisoners of war, POWs, by the Japanese in Taiwan. And Democrats Abroad Taiwan commemorates these soldiers.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you know, one of the things that Democrats Abroad takes very seriously are the sacrifices by our men and women who served our nation in uniform. We have a lot of different events, you know, happy hours, debate and election watch events and so on. But we hold Memorial Day and Veterans Day activities to remember the Americans who served and sacrificed for our freedoms. And as many folks probably do know, I mean, Taiwan was part of the Japanese empire during World War II. There were many POWs who were held and, you know, forced to work as slave labor and who were killed here. And uh, one of the places that we typically hold um uh, ceremonies is over at the one surviving wall of the old Taipei, the Taihoku in the, you know, in Japanese, Taihoku Prison. In that prison, in the final weeks of World War II, the Japanese very sadly took um 14 American airmen out of their cells and executed them. They were in their teens. They were in their early 20s. It's sobering to look at that and think about what these people did, what they went through. And so we honor that every year. We, we take that very, very seriously. I mean, Taiwan also was a huge military base with U.S. presence that existed from late 1940s all the way through to you know the late
0: 1970s. That brought in the armed forces and Radio Taiwan. John also talked about who can join Democrats abroad Taiwan.
1: Here's the thing. We are an organization for American citizens, and our membership is open to people who will be 18 or over as of the November 6th election. And what that means is that there's a huge number of of Taiwanese kids who also have U.S. passports. And so for those kids who have U.S. passports and U.S. citizenship, we're glad to have you on board. Just go to www.democratsabroad.org and sign up we have a large number of people who have dual citizenship or have you know a long-standing tie to taiwan but also have a u.s passport and we're always happy to have um because we care very much about servicing that that community for various reasons we're restricted to members have to have a u.s passport though
0: john shared why he's chosen to live work and raise a family in taiwan
1: oh well, taiwan's a fabulous place to live i mean i I lived in uh, mainland China before. I certainly liked my time there. But Taiwan is a, is a wondrous place. I see it getting better every single day. It's definitely a Métien Yelai Yehao situation where every couple of days you see new MRT stations opening. You see bike lanes opening. There's new restaurants happening all the time, culturally speaking. This is just one of the most richest places in the planet to live for Chinese art, for international art. I am very much a huge fan of this place.
0: We've just heard from John Eastwood co-managing partner at Iger Law in Taiwan. Stay tuned for my follow-up interview with John next week as we check in with him 10 years later to get an update from him. Now it's time for you to show us some love. We just found out that you can rate us on Spotify. Or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Audible, leave us a review there. It helps others to discover Talking Taiwan. To learn more about any of the items mentioned in this episode, visit our website, talkingtaiwan.com. There will list any related links. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Taiwan. I'm your host, Alicia Lin. Talking
1: Taiwan is brought to
0: you by forumosa.com.